0: following podcasts may contain some adult language you've been warned
1: those of you who got an invite welcome to nerd prom
2: no matter where in the world you are we're all nerds international with the hyphen Welcome to Finding the Narrative, Room, a Genesis RPG podcast. We your regularly scheduled pot gaming podcast to bring you the following special NBN breaking news bulletin. Human first activists have staged a massive rally at a local game store to protest the release of a highly anticipated controversial book from FFG, Android, Shadow of the Beanstalk. NBN freelance reporter... Jimmy Fett is on the scene now, and here in the studio, I am Tony Fanning. And with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Chris Holmes. How you doing, Chris?
0: I love Lamp. (laughs) No, hey, guys. How you guys doing today? (laughs) We're doing great. I don't have the voice that you do for this. I'm hoping you can keep that voice for the entire no. show.
2: <laughs> no. I've stumbled over words enough.
0: <laughs> yeah I'm doing good though I do have to tell you about my food adventures this weekend but first I want to bring our freelance reporter in here Jimmy Fett. Jim Part, and we have him on the show. Um, How you doing man? Welcome to the show.
3: Thanks I'm doing pretty good. The scene out here is crazy. There is cats and dogs on fire running everywhere, it's, it's a madhouse. <laughs> well, as long as they're not living
0: together, you know, that's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So, Jim, the first time you've been to this show, I've got to ask you, what did you cut your role-playing baby teeth on, man? How what, what started you off?
3: Uh, It was GURPS 3rd Edition basic set back when mm. I was uh, 12 years old, I think.
0: Nice. Yeah, I started so- when I was 13. So like three
3: when. years ago.
0: Yeah, so like three years ago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that baby face on me. <laughs> uh, well, cool GURPS, but oh, third edition. Yeah, man, I played GURPS. I remember playing GURPS. That was a fun, that was a fun system.
2: I never played yeah, it. It was, uh,
3: yeah. it was I never my hardcover it. book. I still have it. It's a little tattered, but still pretty decent.
0: And then from there, you've done probably every edition of D&D, like everybody else, maybe. Uh, I
3: started actually in third edition when cool. uh, they did the Heroes of Battle when they showed that okay. elves could be special forces troops. I'm like, that looks cool. I'll give that a shot.
0: Nice. Yeah. So you've nice. done a lot of you have played a lot of different systems, haven't you?
3: Yep. Cool.
2: Now, did you have some previous experience with Android prior to uh, them announcing the book?
3: Uh, yeah, I played a bunch of Netrunner, the card game absolutely very fun
2: yeah i always kept walking by it in the store and i was like i'm gonna buy in on that someday and then i don't know i kept hearing rumors that ffg was gonna lose the license and i i i chose not to and lo and behold
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah now i got to finish my collection get everything i missed
2: Uh oh
0: Well then,
3: okay, so, Adventures in
0: Cooking the Lambus Bread for Thought. Okay, so last (laughs) night, yesterday, I actually bought a second air fryer, believe it or not. (laughs) What? Yes, because I had to cook a shit ton of wings for my gaming group last night. And um, had a little, had had a couple of, um, had like 15 marinated in like the smoky um, mesquite, another 15 marinating in um, honey, Teriyaki, and then I cooked like another fifty wings that are plain. But I had like some sauces out so that they could toss them in. And yeah, man, we had fun.
3: (laughs) Did you add an extra difficulty for two fryer cooking?
0: Dude, it was easy. It was awesome,
3: and it was coordinated. So I got a boost eye. Nice, right,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Stefan? Yeah, they gave me boost eye. And then this morning, which I have to shout out, I have to give my buddy Dan Olson fifty pieces of rice. As a, as a, or no, 50 pieces of the shrimp that he cut up for us. We went to Benihana, which is a uh, Japanese steakhouse, tapanyaki, You know how they do the, they do the little show in front of you. It was his birthday yesterday and he ended up going there an hour beforehand and paid and paid them. Hey, I want to do this for my friends. So he did it in front of us. It was so awesome. It was so much fun.
2: Oh, he learned uh, how to do it.
0: Yeah, he did it. They trained him for like an hour and then he made his own lunch. And then and then he had to do it for eight people. <laughs> so cooking That's one was really easy. really cool. Yes, that was really cool. So hats off to you, buddy. Okay, now, what everybody is here for. The only news that we have is that I think the it's floating out there that the PDF, potentially, for the Android setting is coming out March 5th. And I hope it comes out for the Worlds of Android book, too. I hope Got they it. do
2: both. I don't think they will, though. You
0: don't? Why not? Because they would have already. Of, you think?
2: Yeah, I think Worlds of Android is um, is a IP. coffee table reading book, and honestly, I think it's not a necessity for running the game. And I think the 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 more interest they have in the game, the more copies of the hardcover book they'll sell.
0: Well, That's just bad. That. But man, it'd be so much easier for me to read it on my tablet, yeah. <laughs> other than the shiny paper that this is on. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, so that's the news, and we don't have any listener feedback this week, right, Tony? We're just going to get into this, aren't we?
2: Damn, Skippy, we uh, we have we have had some listener feedback, just little things though, you know, telling us we're doing uh, a crap job. No, just kidding. Uh, we've had a couple <laughs> people come on and say they love the show. New new listeners that have. Uh, chimed in on either youtube or on facebook to say they love the show and it it, it's just you know i don't want to sit and toot my horn all day so i thank you folks who are coming on and saying such things i you know we love it that you guys listen we love it that you love the show yep me too yes we do
0: ditto all right (laughs) so let's get into our our first segment let's go hand out some 50 pieces of awesome to somebody
2: Welcome to 50 Pieces of Awesome. This is where Chris goes out on the internet, the vast network that it is, and looks all over the place for something cool to share with me and you, and then we award said person 50 Pieces of Awesome.
0: Yeah, man, I so had to make what- a run out on the network out yeah. there. And, and what I did is, <laughs> you know what? I found the Ghostbuster setting. Oh, sweet. Antonio Fernandez, a.k.a. Fern Ninja, on the forums, it would seem. And, I'm so
2: glad um, that said Fern Ninja, because the first time I read it, I thought it said Femininja.
0: Ninja. yeah, it's <laughs> Fern Ninja.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, never mind, I'm just an idiot. <laughs>
0: yeah, and um, this is cool, because my buddy, Jordan Peacock, he, um, he created a, a Ghostbusters thing for Savage Worlds... Which was awesome. And looking at this, it's like, yeah, yeah, we can run it. You can run Ghostbusters in Genesis easily enough. And what they've added was, um, you know, goes through a few tropes, you know, like what's considered canon, comedy, and horror together, of course. Um, But he's added, um, you know, the ghost archetype. You could play ghost. You could be, you could play, you know, the slime. You could slime people
2: if you want. I can play Slimer.
0: You can play Slimer if you want, man. That's cool. It's pretty neat. And then you can play Psychic. And of course, all the other um, human archetypes are available. And um, some of the <laughs> added some new rules, quote unquote. Um, some, a couple of skills. I think it's called Fringe Tech. Um, mm-hmm. Some thoughts on running horror comedy, which is an interesting read. But then there's like a new rules um, for silly tech. So basically, don't, doesn't matter if it could happen in real life. Just let them do it. Like, you know, the Statue of Liberty walking down New York City, like in mm-hmm. the movie. Just let them do it, right? And that's a great attitude to take. And mm-hmm. then there's the jokes rule, where if you make somebody makes a really good joke and everybody keeps laughing up at the table, you know, flip a story point to their side. Or um, let them heal five strain if they make a discipline check or something like that, just to kind of keep the jokes flowing and keep it going. I don't. What do you guys think of that? That's kind of neat.
2: What That's a neat think? little, like it's almost like a house rule. That's yeah, kinda cool.
0: yeah. And the Ghostbusters, you're you're not necessarily supposed to be too serious. If you're mm. playing a serious Ghostbusters game, play Call of Cthulhu or something.
1: Right i
2: away. ain't afraid of no ghosts mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and God damn it we have a proton pack we have staff for proton pack that's it yeah. say no more
2: yeah <laughs> I really like the um the layout that uh he did here with the opening of the thing where he talks about um, the setting rules to be used in here
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh kind of it gives you that I like that that's kind of again that's Reminds me of Savage Worlds. I'm sorry to say it, but you know what rules are <laughs> specific to the setting that you want yep. to focus on, mm-hmm. and
0: and themes I like that. and themes, yeah, themes, you know the themes, silly themes, themes. themes and rules. yeah. And this capture stream is an interesting, it's a neat rule. Let me read it. So for the proton packs, of course, don't cross the stream. A result of a despair will do bad stuff. But anyways, but there's another thing called capture stream. When damage from the proton pack would exceed the ghost strain threshold, trigger the ensnare quality as an immediate action. Now, not only could you use, that's a neat concept, hitting somebody's st- strain threshold to trigger an ability on your weapon. That's interesting to me.
2: Yeah.
3: I like that. In addition to, because it uses ensnare, that also gives the ghost the opportunity to break free of the capture beam.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: absolutely,
0: and or be take putting into the thing. Um,
2: <laughs> well, that's why you need multiples.
0: <laughs> yep, and not. Uh, they even have rules for sliming stuff. I'll let y'all read it yourselves. <laughs> But there's a sidebar sliming stuff, <laughs> um, and then of course here's a here's another um, another mic drop moment. They've he's statted out Ecto One, the freaking car. Nice, <laughs> and, it's, and it's got an ability called Obnoxious. <laughs> Always activates with the siren on adding three threat to any attempt to stealth while driving.
3: (laughs) Now, does it have its fuel consumption rated in gallons to miles?
2: (laughs) It should. (laughs) I don't think it has fuel consumption in it at all. (laughs) But I would definitely make anyone rolling four threat or a despair run out of gas. (laughs)
0: That's right. But the thing is, when your siren is active... Your max, scru- your max speed has increased to four from three, which is great. <laughs> nice. You want to go faster? Turn on your siren. Boom. Now you're going faster. That's just the... A- hey, let's run some red lights. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Great. And then um, of the... Th- so this is about 29 pages long, and there are 11 pages of adversaries in here. Yeah. Like a third of the thing is friggin' adversaries,
2: which is great. Uh, um, my favorite is the bedeviled small object. <laughs> yes. Really? <laughs> yes. I,
1: love it. I see it.
2: <laughs> the picture that is the the apple with the freaking tongue and <laughs> 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 That's great. Yep.
0: Um and that is um Yeah, so that's what we um wanna award fifty pieces of Awesome for. And I'd also like to give an honorable mention to Jared D.W., who created a character sheet for this and compiled Fern Ninja's work into a, um, a, you know, a a format. He did the the change of format a little bit, but I think he might have left out some things, maybe on purpose. I'm not sure. Um, But I'm going to put links to both of these um, threads Um, The Google Drive um, for JRW, and then the thread that Antonio uh, made up on the FFG community up there. So you guys can find it.
3: I got to say, I really love this document. Uh, I was working on a Ghostbusters Fantasy for a game I'm getting ready to run at Nifcon 3, and Mm -hmm. I found this document right in the nick of time. It's like, oh, such good stuff in here. Oh,
0: sweet. That's great. Oh, good, good. Alrighty then. Anything else to add, guys?
2: Well, I would add that I I, I noticed that they only have two knowledges: uh, academics and lore. And they've changed lore in this setting to be basically the supernatural stuff, which I thought was interesting.
1: It
0: is
2: keeping um, it simple. That, right? yeah, it's real simple to just two simple knowledge skills. Uh, very, mm-hmm. you know. You know, I was thinking about the the characters from the original Ghostbusters movie and you had, you know, the academically smart, but you also, and then you had like Winston who was street smart. Well, wouldn't there be a knowledge for him? And then I'm thinking, no, he just has street wise. The street
0: wise, (laughs) exactly. Now they did add a skill called fringe tech, which would be more of your mechanic, more of like an alchemy substitute kind of thing, right? So for this, you're creating stuff with it.
2: Sci-fi level tech. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I uh, like, well done.
2: Well, for Ninja, Antonio, uh, we award you 50 pieces of awesome. Don't spend them all in one place.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, sorry. I
0: tried to do echo one. Ecto one. <laughs> 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 all right, let's move on, man. Let's get into the meat of this thing. Heck Yeah. All right, welcome back everybody to the books of Genesis. Okay. And now there's three now there's three <laughs> Now there's three of us.
1: Yay.
0: <laughs> no, well, three, people, three books? That's right. Oh yeah. Three yeah. Um so we've got um yeah, there is three books of Genesis and three of us to talk about about it. We brought Jim on here because he's been running um Tony three five seven and Zezri through um <laughs> through some Realms of Tyranoth Online, a gen- uh, an Android setting for Genesis. <laughs> and, um... We're going to be having a roundtable discussion about this nice shiny... Nice yeah. shiny book we have in front of us. So... Um... Do we want to do overall impressions first? Or do we just want to get into our favorite things? I no, think can do overall. Do an overall? Yeah. Um... So let's start with Jim. Yeah, what do you think, man? Overall impression.
3: I really, really like the book itself. The chapter on uh, running is very, very good. I love how much uh,
2: world-setting information is in this book. Yes. It's Um, like the perfect amount, isn't it? It's like not too much, not too little.
0: Hey, I'll tell you, there is is the sentence on page 141, second column. This first sentence, the purpose of this chapter, I'm in chapter four where it starts talking about New Angeles and Highland. Um, the purpose of this chapter is to enrich, not restrict, adventure building. Dude, that right there just says it all with this. They're just throwing tidbits in there, not restricting you. Just, man, my juices were flowing. My Absolutely. Thinking of that.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> I also love how they put all the the uh, adversaries together in one spot. Oh, yes. That made it so easy to mm-hmm. look up stuff back and forth.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, true. And- in
0: Tirnoth, didn't they They did jump around, didn't they? Like gave it, like, here's a section, which I guess for that it kind of made sense, but you got to think about, oh, where would this guy be from? Is this a blasted lands creature in that case?
3: Yeah. Yeah, that made sense in Tirnoth. A
0: little bit, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah because the creatures are more regional, whereas here, I mean, it's one big blending pot. So you want to put all mm-hmm. your adversaries in one spot.
0: And there's a shit ton of them. Yeah, Holy crap. And, I mean,
2: and how many pages? I mean, this is the first book they came out with that they gave us adversary cards the same day we got them. Mm-hmm. Got the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean,
0: there's there's 21 pages of adversaries, and they've got probably at least two or three on a page. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff.
3: And not only that, the cards have a couple adversaries that aren't even in the book.
0: Mm-hmm. Really? I did not notice that. I haven't looked through all my cards.
2: The couple of the car- adversaries that are in the book are mixed in into the, um, into the story sections. It's just an uh, example adversary, like uh, the character from the novel or the novella that came out. Um, okay. Oh, what's his name? The the Android Cop. Um, hmm. Drawing a total blank as to his name right at the moment, but he's in the Chicana District section.
0: Cool. All right. Uh, so, Jim, any more overall impressions from the book you got?
3: Uh, no, I think that does it.
0: It's All right. a
3: great book.
2: How about you, Chris?
0: Um. Well... My overall impression is well, cocktails and dreams on the frickin' cover. That was one of the thi- that was one of the first things I noticed. And then you pointed out to Tropicana, which is right across the street from it. If all of you youngsters out there, there's an actor named Tom Cruise. Oh, remember that guy that we talked about a couple <laughs> episodes ago? That was like his restaurant and FFG. If somebody's there listening and you put it in there, it's kind of neat. Um, that actually just stood out, and more than anything, just the art is so evocative for me and again I'll, I'll double double say the running chapter chapter three or i think something like that on the network really cool expanded a little bit i love what they did i love the concept of the ice and icebreakers. pretty sweet i like that a lot and I read, um, I read the chapter on the background. Now I want to go open up my Worlds of Android book and just plow through that now again. Not again. <laughs> I only read a little bit of it, but now I'm ready to read it all. <clears throat> and just the sheer amount of information they put and adventure hooks they have in Chapter 4.
2: That um, was what I was going to say. That's probably my favorite piece in the book is the yeah. adventure stuff. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, they Overall,
2: have, I'm just... The hooks. I love it. I love it when you give you a little bit of GM spice like that.
0: Yeah, and yep. of the, what, 207, uh, 245, 54 pages this book is, 76 is chapter four. You have all of your, you have 11, 12, 12 districts. They have at least three locations each. Three to five points of interest within each location and um most have an NPC nemesis statted out in each chapter and then um and then just inside they have two to six npc blurbs per like location inside of each district so mm-hmm. i mean you're talking you know you're talking well over 100 150 maybe pushing 200 adventure hooks in this freaking in that chapter alone right yeah
1: so yeah, but. for me,
2: for me, okay, I've been a huge fan of the cyberpunk genre for decades. I used to play Cyberpunk 2020 when it I mean, it was the go-to game for my game group for several years. This scratches that itch big <laughs> time. It's <laughs> it's got that same feel. It's got that same I mean, I look at it, I see all the same evocative images, only in color that I, you know... Whereas back then, all the role-playing books, everything was printed in black and white. Hey, <laughs> the cover is beautiful. If you walk up to it in the store... Now, in my game store, they've got uh, Genesis kind of shoved in. they got the Star Wars stuff on one side. they got, like, some Call of Cthulhu over here. And in the middle of the shelf, they've got this Android book sitting there. Your eyes, just after seeing all the... S- Mm-hmm. Star Wars stuff there forever. You walk by it, your eyes are immediately drawn to it. I thought, as soon as I saw it, I stopped and looked. I already had my copy in my hand, and I still stopped and looked at it on the shelf. <laughs> That's fun. It's beautiful. Uh, to me, I think it's the best-looking book they've done so far, as far as the mm. trade dress. And and, yeah. and honestly, um, the cover art is leaps and bounds better than the other two books. I like that it's the same size as the core rulebook, exactly, 254 pages. Oh. yeah. So, to me, this is my favorite of the three books thus far. Cool. Overall. Very cool.
0: So you mentioned going into a gaming store and seeing a role-playing book, and I'm actually going to throw out one of my biggest cons and negatives I have about this book. When I go and I see a new role playing game or setting or whatever, I open up the book, I look at the table of contents. And then what then the next thing that I do is I find the character sheet and I look at the character sheet and you could find you could know so much, learn so much about the system by just looking at the character sheet. They do True not story. have one in here. They don't even have information in the book When they start, when they start telling you how to roll up a character, of how to find a character sheet, either, what Mm. the fuck, you guys? Why the (laughs) hell didn't you put that in there?
2: Yeah, you made TerraNoth two hundred sixty pages, so don't tell us you didn't have the page count
0: in TerraNoth. Could have put in (laughs) three more pages. Yeah, in (laughs) TerraNoth it says, "Hey, go to our website, go download the character sheet." Why didn't Mm -hmm. you put it in here? That's my. That was. That's really my. um,
3: That was a big negative. For me, I haven't on this, finished but... going through it. Hmm. I haven't finished going through it. Uh, does it have information on Mars or just no. Luna?
0: Nope, just no. Luna. Just okay. Heinlein. Mars no information would have been on, on Mars.
3: They could yeah. put one page for the character sheet and a few pages pages for Mars, and there you go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, what they did for Luna, they had probably about eight pages, just because.
2: <laughs> See, I would have been happy. Here's my one one mm-hmm. complaint. Sure. Let's the, get gear that section, <laughs> the gear section, the gear section, is so tiny. I thought, for being a gear-driven ses- uh, setting, that we'd see more gear. I did. What um, kind of gear? Guns or gear like tech gear? gear? Tech gear, cybernetics, okay. G mods. I mean, the cybernetics okay. and G mods are one table together, mm-hmm. and it's. I'm I'm sorry, but they they had more cybernetics in Star Wars, in the first book, in Edge (laughs) of the Empire, um, than they do in here. uh, And this is a big chunk of this setting. It's a cyberware, you know, cyberpunk setting. That's in the name. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. It is. It is. That's my only complaint. Real complaint. I mean, being that we're all. The Digital Generation, it does mm-hmm. say right in the front of the book that um, you can go to FFG's website, and it gives you the website for free downloads and answers to rule queries and things like that. So free downloads indicates you can go there and get the t- character sheet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not – like, that wasn't really a big mm-hmm. bitch for me. The big one, though, was that – because lack I of was gear expecting, Okay. I was expecting a lot more cyberware. Gotcha. And that's big – for me is like i opened it up and i saw you know it was like eight pieces of cyberware and eight g mods and that's it and i'm just like well that's anticlimactic
0: well then everybody so, you listening to tony out there at ffg put out another book
2: yeah i another book with <laughs> gear for this whole setting I <laughs> put a character sheet in it yeah, No so just it's kidding yeah you got About two four six Eight, 10, 11 pieces a year of now, software.
0: I do have this listed on one of my cons, but this is really a nitpick. But it's, it kind of goes into the, you, um, you folks there designing the black pages as a black background. Page 127 and page <laughs> 128. You freaking put your dots, you put your freaking bullets as dark text, and you can't see them. You could barely see them. So you need you need, if they were white like the one two three, so they numbered. So on page one twenty seven, they have the example system right. One two three should be matching the um, paragraph that paragraphs down at the bottom. If you look, the numbers are there. It's just it's black text on black text.
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't notice, notice it. that.
0: So there's that, and then on page twenty eight they did it again. So, ah. burp, 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 it's just that's just a nit for me, but I was okay. trying to match up. Oh, they have one, two, three, and I was looking. Well, where's one? Where's two? Where's three? Because to me, that means okay, you have you numbered something up there. You're going to explain it to me somewhere else, which is down here. So you just kind of had to count the
2: Yeah, I'm sure younger people have a pro- no problem reading this. It's us old guys.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, but no, they're <laughs> there. I'm looking at the fucking book. No, they're there. You got like a gray. Yeah.
2: No, it's wrong. You guys. Yeah. Up. No, it should. No, that's just a nitpick. Yeah. Anyway, there's a couple of little things like that. Little nitpicks here mm-hmm. and there, but nothing. That's I mean, nothing nit. that was a deal breaker. Like I said, this honestly, I think, is their most beautiful great. book. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. So let's get into what we really like about yes. this book. Yes. Well, Unless, well, Jim, you have a complaint.
0: Yeah, do you have a complaint, Jim?
3: Uh not uh nothing more than a nitpick. I mean I'm loving this book. <laughs> cool. Okay. Absolutely loving it.
2: All right. All right. So, so. I'm gonna i I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible, Chris. I know I have it listed last as our bullet points in our show notes, but I really think mm-hmm. I think uh art should be our first thing we talk about. That's well, um you got a favorite art piece, Jim? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Um, hmm, let me see. Uh, I saw I'll one I liked. I'll yeah, talk go about ahead. mine.
2: Yeah, On page 12. Page 12, okay. You've got a bioroid hiding from private security as they're stalking through the streets. Oh. And just that the street view,
1: mm-hmm. her,
2: you know, pulling the hood up to hide, she's obviously a you know, an emancipated bioroid from the look of her. Yep. Just, it's, it's a beautiful piece. Mm, That's my personal favorite. Yeah.
0: That says a lot. Yep. You know, so. <clears throat> Mine is yeah. the cover. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, I kind of like, I, like, I kind of like page 15 also, where you've okay. got this, this guy on, it looks like he's on Mars. Yeah, looks like it. Um. Maybe he's just out in some, you know, blasted, Place on the moon or whatever, but he's got a freaking cyberhound uh, companion there that's awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Um, I just, you know, he's it, it's that's cool. Uh, the, that gives it mm-hmm. that otherworldly feel. The Luna, you know, hey, there's other worlds besides Earth. Yeah. And you see it, you know, uh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> My
3: favorites, uh, I want to say it's the artwork for the Midway Station as well as a Challenger Planetoid. Oh, the, Those um, are both great pieces of art. Uh-huh. But yes. smaller, on a smaller scale, all the 3D art for the gear just looks phenomenal. Oh, yeah. the
2: little the drawings. The
0: black and white yeah. outline weapon drawings. Uh, that was my second one, by the way. Yeah. Great minds think alike there, Jim.
2: Yeah, I do love that. Yeah, I yeah. like those. You know, I always want to know what my gun looks like everybody wants to know what their gear looks like and having pictures in the gear section always you know always i want that piece of gear because it looks cool (laughs) you know like the Mm -hmm. the spinal modem on 106 that just looks cool (laughs) (laughs) yep
0: yeah the black and white well i don't necessarily you don't necessarily call them like black and white because it's like
2: teal and white and black (laughs) like a digital blueprint
0: yeah digital blueprints are sweet
2: yeah, and and then if I was to say an overall like one other one that I really enjoy, and that this is the one that I would show to people to give them an idea of what the setting is about, um, and they picked a the perfect piece for it. It's right at the beginning of the book, page four and five. Cross, welcome to the shadow of the beanstalk. If I wanted to <laughs> introduce a player to this game, I would open it to this page and I'd say, "Read this and look at that art." And you get yep. right here. This evokes what the setting is all about mm-hmm. with the art, with the the blurb that's there beside it. Perfect.
0: Yeah, I could see. So, I got to give a shout being out
3: a to uh, putting live nudes on the cover. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is yep, awesome.
0: <laughs> exactly yeah that's it's there
2: <laughs> i gotta i gotta pull my glasses down to the edge of my nose to see it but it's there yeah. it is
0: there oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah it is so there is a picture so there's a piece of art in here that really says that really says all you need to know about humans and biroids. bioroids sorry and that's on page 142 Okay. okay. Yeah. Lower left, you've got two kids looks like they're walking around in a mall. They're playing with stuff and they have their bioroid servant behind them carrying all their shit.
2: That's that's pretty one of, much that's f- one of the Jeeves line bioroid butlers. The
0: Jeeves, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really all you need to think about when it, you're thinking about um you know, how humans and how, what humans think of biroids. They're just there, you know?
3: Yep. Now these kids look like misties out of the eighties. Yeah, they do. <laughs>
2: well, fashions are coming around, coming back yep. around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do the art in the whole book. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it all comes from the card game, which they had a ton of good art for the card game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like the, Okay, another piece that I absolutely love. I'm sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because I finally found it. It was the one I was trying to look up earlier. Two eighteen, opening of the adversary section.
0: Oh yeah, the um, her sitting in the yeah. um, the chair. Yeah.
2: The, with the holographic uh, yeah, controls, the runner, the the, runner
0: the, just getting ready to kind of hop into the net, right?
2: Right. That's cool. I like that one too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like that one a lot. So. All right. Well, James, okay, well, that's art. Let's see, you yeah. have another one there, Jim, that you wanted to shout out.
3: Other than uh, all, I of like it? the expression on uh, the guy's face on page two forty two.
0: Two forty two. <laughs> okay. Let's look. <laughs> oh shit! Yep. <laughs> you talking about the guy? You talking about the the um, the runner that is? Um, it, would that be like a?
2: Oh, I'm sure he's running. probably a corporate sysops, and behind him would be his bosses. Yep. <laughs> Making him look nervous. Yep,
0: he's nervous. He's like, oh shit, I better not fuck this up. <laughs> oh,
2: crap. Oh <laughs> shit, I just fucked this up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. All right, so <laughs> as with Genesis, Gore, and with uh, Terranoth, mm-hmm. we got some new archetypes. Yup. Uh, in fact, we kind of got, you know, uh, the human was all kind of boiled down to one.
0: Yeah, the natural. Really,
2: two,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you
2: count the loonies. Um, so we have, starting on page 24, we have the archetype section where you, it's in the character building section. Yep. Uh, you have your natural, your bioroid, your clone, cyborg, mm-hmm. your gmod. And you're loony. Now, we had a question from Daryl. Uh, Daryl Carcier. He said to us, well, how would you stat out a Martian? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I would probably just use uh, the loony template. Mm,
0: I don't think I would. I think or- I would go with the human. I would go with a laborer, maybe even a human, because Mars has a a higher um well maybe well I don't know. You're right. Maybe maybe Looney is it. Sorry, I think of I think of the Martians in um the expanse. And they're not taller, bigger, they're bulkier. <laughs> they're more <laughs> athletics. More athletic is there a it's a gravity thing. Mm-hmm. There. Oh. You know?
2: Yeah. So, you think you maybe would uh, make Might. a stat block for them, or would you choose, like, say, the laborer out of the core rulebook?
0: I would probably do the laborer out of the core rulebook, maybe. That's what I would think. And then I think they get the laborer gets, like, a, the hardiness or something. Here, let me open it up real quick. No problem. What do you think?
2: I don't know. Do I think you would uh, do the loony. I, I thought the loony was a good start you know yep. because of the not because of the I would do my own stat block to be honest with you mm-hmm. not because of the uh, the uh ability scores but because yep. of the more along the lines of the 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 special abilities the zero g adept you know growing up okay. uh, on mars they you know they're a little bit more apt to know but i guess mars has
0: i feel like gravity, I, I, yeah so I so the laborer going. so the two started so the starting skills would be a rank in athletics mm-hmm. and then they're tough as nails where they can um reduce a crit so yeah. i've
3: got it pulled up in front of me uh lunar gravity is 16 percent of earth's mars gravity is it's only 38% of earth. So I think it's halfway between human and loony yeah. somewhere.
2: Yeah, I think you could do either. To be okay. honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not Oh, it's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, me personally, because they say that most of the G-mods come from off-world, um mostly they happen I would play I would play any archetype and just call him a Martian. That's yeah. what I would do. Yeah, but. that's true.
0: You probably <laughs> yeah. could.
2: Whether you're a cyborg, a Gmod, <coughs> a biroid clone, doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. So, Thanks, Daryl. Yeah, thanks, Daryl, for the question. And, hey, what um, what are types called to you guys, called out to you the guys the most? What do you guys like the Cyborg
2: most? and Gmod. Yeah? Those are my two faves. I like the way they did them.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like them as well.
0: Yeah, I like the cyborg and the loony. I like how they did the loony with the you know, their taller, skinnier, more athletic pilots
2: types. Those you know, we've seen the time. like of the bioroid before. Definitely mm-hmm. evokes the droid from Star Wars or in our clockwork from our setting that we were mm-hmm. that we were building. It definitely does that for you. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, I just like the abilities uh that that mirror each other of the cyborg and the Gmod. Cool. Cool. I like, especially the Gmod. I don't know why that one just called the... me. Maybe, maybe because I didn't get, didn't have that in previous games. You know, I've had the cyber. Oh, okay.
0: Before,
2: but yeah, the genetically modified human. You know, where you can have just you could use your G mods if you're using them as part of a skill. You can spend a story point to add success equal to your mm-hmm. resilience rating. That's cool. Yep. And then you start with one G mod that costs a total of a thousand credits or less great
1: Mm -hmm. love it
0: that's kind of the same thing for the cyborg you can start off with a cybernetic ability with a thousand or less you don't have to reduce your strain threshold for that first one which is cool
2: yeah then I really like their ability too. the adjusted to cybernetics once per session isn't out of turn Incidentally, yeah. you may spend a story point to have your character heal string equal to the number of cybernetics they have. Mm-hmm.
0: And cool. you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of um a lot more talents and abilities related to strain because after reading the DM, the, the the GM section, um, they very much encourage the social the structured social encounters instead of um, combat. Well, I mean, you can always do combat, right? But
2: um, well you're not you're not playing in a setting where you can just mm-hmm. walk out your back door and start hacking up monsters. Nope. Which is, this is a nice setting. To where, do. <laughs> there's this this is a setting where there's a semi civilized society that you have to be a part of. So you have to and, and, and the social aspect of that mm-hmm. interacting with the people around you is a big thing.
0: Yeah. Or lack thereof if you just go back onto the net and <laughs> kind of like what we do in real life. Here. You still got to deal with people right on now. the net. <laughs> yeah, I still got to deal with you chuckleheads on the net, right? It's
2: still considered socializing. If you're a jerk <laughs> on the net, people are going to shun you just as well as they are in Absolutely. public.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So so I guess next let's get into um let's get into so we have our archetype. Mm-hmm. Now let's uh, let's talk about the careers that we've got here. Hey Jim, do you want to go through these? Tell us what ones, what they what have they selected for us for careers?
3: Sure thing. Let me pull it up real quick.
0: 32.
3: All right. We got... <laughs> putting putting we our guest on the, the spot. <laughs> uh, we got the academic. Mm-hmm. We've got the bounty hunter. Both very nice. Mm-hmm. The con artist. So this is definitely going to be your social character. I really, really like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got your courier very, very good. I like that they included parkour for her. Uh, investigator. This is going to be your other side of the social. <coughs> uh, yep. You have your wristy, who's probably going to be almost entirely social, just throwing his money around at everything. Yep. Uh, you
2: got around your roughneck, baby and giraffe. They Rico's roughneck. roughnecks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. uh, you got next up. Uh, you got your typical runner.
0: Yep, and runners are your slicers, hackers, computer people, if you're not familiar with the Android terminology.
2: Well, probably they really wanted to call it net runner, but they lost the ability <laughs> but they lost to do it. that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but they're gonna be running up, on the net <laughs> uh, next up you got the soldier, and I like how they cover that there's actually been several uh, World war, world's wars, yeah. uh, from Luna to Mars and everything in between, mm-hmm. and so there's lots of places your soldiers can come from. Yep. And then you got techs who <laughs> so aren't runners themselves, but you're inventors and fixers of all the technology going on. Hmm.
0: I think this is the only one that actually has medicine as a um, as a career skill as well. I think. Let me look. Yeah, I think so.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah, your academic. Yep, your academic, your academic does, does Yep, yep. So that would be where your healers are.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: your tech is, I mean, you could build a tech that's all, all about being a cyber doc or a modder. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, That'd be cool.
2: Yeah. I really, uh, personally, uh, if I were to pick a favorite, I absolutely love the Courier okay um why
0: why the courier
2: again, I go back to uh cyberpunk twenty twenty mm-hmm. uh, which to me was a, a wonderful setting um, and that was one of the classes that was not available uh, uh it was something that you see in a lot of cyberpunk literature
1: okay
2: and then you and then you know you read the book, you know you read about Johnny mnemonic and he's a pneumatic courier and yep um mm-hmm. there not pneumatic, uh, the term I'm pneumatic. searching for. Pneumonic, thank you. Pneumonic uh, <laughs> <curve>. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, he's not steam powered or uh, hydraulic powered.
0: Pneumatic,
2: yeah. Is <laughs> <laughs> pneumonic, correct. Yes. Yeah, no. Uh, and then, you know, this one, it just takes that, you know, I could see, you know, because we see it now. We see Amazon, we see FedEx, we see UPS. They're talking about going to drone deliveries. You think about it in the world of Android, where everybody gets everything delivered. The courier is the blood of their society.
3: Mm-hmm. Not only that, you got runners hacking everything that isn't nailed down on the net. And you want to get some secured information from one place to another. You want a human runner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You don't want to put to it, it out there on the net. Send it. You send it over the net. You may lose it. <laughs> yeah, you
0: might. <laughs> Which, by the way, the runner was one of my two favorite careers, because I'm a dorky tech dude, and so Zezri <laughs> in <I'm> Jim's game. <laughs> I don't know. It just it just speaks to me. I must say, the runner does. I mean, you got hacking sysops. I think they really have a nice. I think they really hit it with the skills that they picked, hacking sysops. Cool, deception, knowledge, the net, perception, skullduggery, and streetwise. What more do you need? Really. Right. You know, I mean, maybe mechanics, but
2: not so much.
3: I think a great addition to this book over uh, the last two books is putting in the suggested talents.
2: That was something I was going to bring up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. This, here's talents that will help you this character. That's, right. you know, so you for those new players who are confused as to what talents they should take and kind of sitting there with analysis paralysis because there's so many out there. Right. Hey, here's a list of suggested one. Give you an Mm -hmm. idea where where to take your character.
0: Yeah. And for, and for the, um, and for the uh, runner here, they, they suggest, you know, disenfranchis, Francisco,
2: Francisco. man, that
0: one, man, (laughs) the knack for it. You know, which you'd probably pick. You know, one of the computer skills for that: net search, code slinger, net hunter, and then your distinctive s- hacking
2: style. You there know, are pretty... so many runner talents; it's ridiculous. I know, isn't there? Though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what other careers spoke to you guys? I have another one.
2: What's your fave, Jim?
3: Yeah. Uh, I like uh, both the con artist and the investigator. Uh, normally, I'm all about the uh, run, gun, and doing the hacking, but these really stood out for me for the social aspect of everything.
2: Yeah, I like the fact that the um, the con artist, you know, he's supposed to be like a thief, but they have they have a good mix of all skills. They have some good utility skills. They've got some good combat skills. They've got some good social skills. They've got to cross all the all they cover all their bases. And likewise, the investigator I think does the same thing.
0: Yeah. Yep. my. Other, how about you, Tony?
2: A uh, con artist was my second favorite. Career con and con artist, artist. I love Career them both. Counter.
0: Yeah, I liked I liked Bounty Hunter for some reason.
2: Oh my God! I went right to that page when you said you had a favorite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did. I liked it. It's kind of cool, especially because they've got that. What was it? That takedown ability uh-huh. to talent. You know, you could put an air so. You get brawl. You get your coercion. Discipline. You get driving. You know, a melee skill, resilience, and of course, streetwise, you could find your target and whatever. I don't know. It just it just looked cool. I like it. To me,
2: in that way. Alrighty, then. So what, well, what do we want to do next? Well, the next section would be talents.
0: Okay. Yeah, since we mentioned
2: those. So you want to go over that a little briefly? Yeah. Oh, we should probably mention they add some new skills first.
0: Let's do that. So
2: had. knowledge skills wise, mm-hmm. they added three new so we have three <coughs> knowledge skills to the setting. And yep. again they did another master skill list for the Android's Android setting, which tells you all the skills for the setting. Which I like. That's on page forty two. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um it also, you know, calls out where they're at in the core rule book and where they're at in Shadow of the Beanstalk. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Um, but yeah, we're again we're just three simple knowledge skills you know like we're back to what i said three to five you know Mm -hmm. even two for ghostbusters earlier was not a bad don't want to keep it you don't want to i mean they could have had knowledge just out the butthole they could have had knowledge mars they could have had you know knowledge space they could have had all kinds of stuff but keeping it simple we Mm -hmm. have three what are they chris
0: um we have the first one is science and these would be ones calling like formulas, if you want to recall formulas for like drugs or chemicals. Remember the name of a lunar crater. Those kinds uh, of things.
2: Remembering the gravity on Earth versus Luna versus Mars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which you could use the other, st- which I think what Jim used was the other skill that they added which is the net you know how to look shit up on the network you can figure out oh i can't recall it i'll just look it up and i'll just google it so the net is another one that's kind of going on under the net and looking for stuffs Mm
1: -hmm.
3: and then
0: we've got society is another skill which you know Remember facts about New Angeles. This could be where you would maybe put your knowledge and um, learn a fact about Luna or Mars, even society-related. Um, remember how the average loony feels about the NPNAPD? NAPD. Um, you know someone is trying to manipulate the stock market by short-selling shares in a major company. You know, just those kinds of things. Um, what, um, what are the most powerful crime org organizations in the new Angeles area too? There's another one. Now to find out where those
2: were, that would, bri- that would be your street wise.
0: If you yep. want to do that.
2: So what and we- then we go, and then we go for the last two skills. They divided computers into two different skills, which I thought was weird at first when we talked about it. Previously,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but then you know when we talked to, in our hacking episode. Yeah. Um, but when you sit down and actually work on it, it's kind of I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have an offensive, which is your hacking, and you have a defensive, which is your sysops, and you need to choose if you're a runner or somebody whether you want to be more offensively computer-minded or defensively. So
2: that's kind of cool. So that your computer expert isn't exactly always just the computer expert. You mm. need to focus. Yep. I like that. Yeah. This is such an aspect of the setting that you kind of, if they had just left it alone, anybody could just take computers and be good at it.
0: Yep.
2: <laughs> so Absolutely.
0: I like
1: that. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
2: <clears throat> Yeah, so all right, so right? on to the talents. Yes. We don't have to go over them all. Let's just talk <laughs> about our favorites. Let's. In each tier, if you want to. Um, I just have You got two a to tier one pick. favorite? Jim?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mine is uh, going to be custom rig because I'm all about upgrading your uh, system and having more stuff going on it at once, uh, especially when you got some of the uh, bigger, larger, harder systems and you need to run multiple ice at a time. This is what's going to make
2: the difference. Mhm. Nice. Yep. How about you, Chris?
0: I don't know if I have one specific one, but I do like how they rolled getting a favor once a session into these a, like the these other talents,
2: these like try background contact. talents.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Something along those lines.
2: Yeah, you know, kind of do feel like background ta- talents, do. like the corporate drone or. Mm-hmm. Dis disenfranchisto
0: yes and you could spend basically you know once per session you could collect a small favor from a member of one of these talents that you choose say a trimoth contact right you can get us even if they don't owe you a small favor you can get one from them that's kind of cool that, that, that was neat how about you tony
2: I was torn. Uh, two yeah. of the tier two talents just really speak to me. Number one, I love the f- I love knockout punch. Um, mainly because uh, your character adds the stun quality to their brawl combat yeah. checks, <laughs> equal yes. with a rating equal to two plus your character's ranks in coordination. Another use for the coordination skill, which is awesome. Yes. Yep. yep. Um, because that skill does not get enough love, in my opinion. No, uh, I, I kind of love that, and the stun—the stun quality added onto brawl attacks. huh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. And then my other fave, uh, hand on the throttle. Because, well, I'm going to put that one on Tony three fifty seven.
1: <laughs>
2: there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Once per round while driving and piloting a vehicle, your character may use this talent to increase or decrease its speed by one. It's a incidental. <laughs> I love it. Now I can you focus to. my my maneuver elsewhere. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> yes, to speed up or slow down. Yeah, you know it. <clears throat> Without taking strain, system strain to do it.
2: Basically. Right? Huh? right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Alright, so we're gonna pick a tier two one then?
2: Yeah,
1: let's
0: go into two tier one. two.
2: Maybe I do. Maybe well, my, I'll, I'll do my tier two because everybody's heard me just love this thing already. Mm-hmm. Parkour. <laughs> yeah. It's an it. active talent, it's a maneuver. Uh, once per round, your character yourself will suffer one strain to use this talent and move to any location within short range. Uh, this includes locations that are vertically distant or have no access route, but there must be an object to move across or a path to move. You can't just go through doors or walls. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But that gives you an idea. Why I like this though so much is it almost gives me an idea of how to build some of those. When we go, when I start doing it and I'm in the future, when I start building, super ability talents and yeah. talents for movement in a super setting
0: mm-hmm. this is a this nice
2: framework for it is a nice framework for that that's why team. i love it so much yep yep
0: so how about you there how about you there uh, jim what do you think
2: uh, i'm
3: liking a quick fix it makes me think of uh the inverse of bad motivator and just being able to for a story point, oh, by the way, this thing I'm working on is fixed for the next couple of rounds.
2: Oh, that's cool, dude. I like that. Your number of rounds equal to your ranks in mechanics, so that's pretty cool. However, at the end of it all... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it falls apart.
2: <laughs> I'm keeping it together, Jim. <laughs> i love that you know you just hold the car together for one two extra rounds and we land the car and all of a sudden no on, out. i'm
0: holding freaking... together tony don't worry about it just You're, make it around the corner awesome. we got it baby
2: you <laughs> brought to mind when i saw this i'm thinking the blues mobile at the end of blues brothers
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know what i was thinking of plane trains and automobiles too
3: Yep, yeah. Right? Didn't that reminds <laughs> me of several of my cars. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. How about you, Chris? What you well, got, tier two? Well,
0: really, for any sysops, you need to choose NetHunter. Okay? Because if you successfully trace another character, you get an additional trace. And if when you read the rules, um as you, the sysops are all about tracing your tracing the um the hackers that are on that are doing their runs and with this you get a free one you just get an additional trace it gets you closer to knowing where they are that one stood out to me as a must have kind of for a kind of character
2: nice okay so well, tier 3 tier 3 I oh I do have an audible to call I love the fact that mm-hmm. they added bad good cop and bad cop back into the game uh, those yes. are two of my favorite talents from Star Wars. I'm mm-hmm. glad they're back. So. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, tier three.
0: Okay, I'm going to go because, only because it's one of my favorite movies with Chow Yun-Fat, John Woo movie, Hard Boiled.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great film. I'm with you, brother.
0: <laughs> and sorry, Keith, I swear to God I didn't lose the, I didn't lose the DVD. 15 years ago. Maybe I did, I don't know. Anyways, he's going to listen to this and go, oh, you bastard, you just reminded me. Anyways, um, when your character makes a check to recover from strain at the end of the encounter, your character may make a simple resilience check instead of discipline or cool. That's
2: great for a G-Mod.
0: And if your character does so, they heal one strain per success and one wound per advantage, by the way. So. Nice. That's, that stands out for me, man.
2: Alright. How about you, Jim?
3: Uh, I'm like an Undercity Contacts improved. If uh, either Zezri or Tony357 had this when they were trying to locate the Warehouse of Death, mm-hmm. that would have made it a lot easier for them.
2: Yeah, it would have. <laughs> Choose to
0: spend two story points if you do your character learns a target. Yeah, yeah, that would have been really yeah. nice. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> Appreciate that.
2: <laughs> My favorite is Bad Habit. I think what that is? is an awesomely themed talent. Is
1: it? Bad on, Habit, see. active
2: right. maneuver. Your character may use this talent to become disoriented for the remainder of the encounter. However, at the beginning of each of your character's turn... <clears throat> If they're still disoriented due to this talent, you heal two-string. Oh. So, <laughs> you you got a bad habit. You get drunk during combat sessions, or maybe you're shooting ups because that's a big thing in a cyberpunk setting, is that drugs mm-hmm. are used by damn near everybody. That. I just like the fact I'm sitting there in the middle of a combat shooting up.
3: <laughs> oh, you, you just, mix that with Street Fighter, oh. and you got uh, Jackie Chan, Drunken Master.
2: Yeah, damn oh. Skippy. <laughs> That's my personal favorite. Cool. How about uh, let's go into tier four and we'll start with you, Chris, because I know which one you're going (laughs) to pick.
0: Well, it's elementary, Tony. My dear Tony, (laughs) it really is. It's elementary.
2: Yes, Mr. Holmes, please (laughs) tell me about
0: it. Mr. Holmes (laughs) is picking um, as an action your character can use his talent to make a hard perception check while you're at a crime scene. If they succeed, they identify all prominent physical characteristics of one person who was at the crime scene. So I think of these shows, you know, like, that. well, the show Elementary, for one, and then other movies and whatever, where you just kind of see them, you know, just putting together all the pieces in the crime scene. Very thematic in my mind. This is just, it's great. My investigator at some think- point.
3: What's that? That makes me think of uh, that game Detroit Become Human. I haven't the played first- that. Uh, The first scene of it, you're this uh, android, essentially biroid, looking Mm -hmm. around at the crime scene. As you identify pieces of evidence, you replay and play back the scene. Well, that's cool.
2: Yeah, that's cool. All right. For me, I have to go, tier four, I have to go with parkour improved. Well, of course. Because parkour can't be better. Oh, wait, that's an improved version. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. This is hardcore parkour right here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, because you take once per round when using the parkour talent, your character may suffer four strain instead of one. Move to any location at medium range instead of short. Yeah. That's awesome! Two. That's effectively three range increments you just covered. That's badass. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't suck, man.
2: That doesn't suck at all. Yeah. All right. And Jim? How about you, Jim?
3: I'm going to go with offensive driving because when you're in a semi truck chasing down two uh, losers on hover bikes and there's a cop car in the way, and you just absolutely have to smash it into the building.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You wish Uh you would have had this one, huh?
2: (laughs) Or your adversary. (laughs) Excuse me. That's all right. All right. So we're going into the last tier, tier 5 where the coolest talents are. Yes. And they gave us some juicy ones in here. Yeah, they did. I love them all. Mhm. But I do have a favorite. Yep. What would that What is it, Tony? You know I love talents that give you new uses for old skills. Okay. Master plan speaks to my game style. Okay. It's an active action. Mm-hmm. Once per session, your character may use this talent to make a hard discipline check. If they succeed, they reveal that whatever terrible circumstances they currently find themselves in are all part of a brilliant plan <laughs> they've established <laughs> at an earlier point. Nice. They then choose one non-nemesis adversary in the encounter and reveal them to be a close friend or ally who has positioned themselves to help your character at this exact moment that is, i fucking <laughs> love that that gives a, the player creative control to do that 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 to me that's the best talent in the whole book that's
0: right it's like oh by the way you're um you your bad guy bodyguard uh we we grew
2: up together so yeah. hey yeah. hey how's walk right up to the badass you know nemesis and he's got this really bad looking bodyguard you walk over you shake his hand and he goes How's my brother been treating you? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. How about you, Jim?
0: What do you think, man? Um,
3: I like uh, the concept of ricocheting your laser blasts around with Trick of the Light. <laughs> oh, yeah. As an incidental uh, with a laser or maser weapon, you can use this talent to spend uh, a single advantage to inflict one additional hit with this melee weapon, dealing base damage and damage. Uh, plus your total number of successes uh, to either the original target or another target within short range of the original.
2: Damn! Wow. Ouch. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that that's good. Cool. How about you, Chris?
0: Um, the one that I pick is scary, could be scary fun, and that's Ghost in the Machine. It's an active action. It could be. This could be scary, especially if you have cybernetics, Mm -hmm. because you can use a hard, make a hard computer's hacking check. You could select a drone. If you succeed, you could select a drone, a vehicle, or a piece of equipment involved in the current encounter to dictate its actions. Alternatively, your character can select someone with cybernetic implants or who's wearing powered armor. Now exosuit. Oh, by the way, why don't you why don't you turn and shoot your buddy for me? You know that could be scary, nice. man. Or if somebody has cyber eyes, you could totally mm. hack him and just blind him, or make them see something you don't want them to see. I don't know. It this could you could kind of really think of some
2: crazy shit. That guy wearing power armor. It suddenly takes off and kidnaps the president. Oh, there we go. There's a plot point from Iron Man Three. Boom. Yeah.
3: Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I was thinking Iron Man 2, where the armor twists itself around, breaking the spine of the guy in the suit. Oh.
0: <laughs> See? Scary fun. Thank you, Jim, for bringing us
2: to a whole new scary level for us. <laughs> spine tingling, so Hopefully, to speak. Yeah, spine tingling fun. Yes.
1: All right.
2: All right. So then we have this this cool new mechanic that they've added to the game in the next section here. Um, and I just want to say the favors mechanic, we're going to go over and it's whole, we're going to give it a new, a whole show just Mm -hmm. for that. So, um, we're going to, we're going to skip it for today, but I really love it. I just want to let you know. It's just another,
0: another kind of currency that you could use. And it's, um, yeah, definitely add some role playing hooks adventure hooks for this is basically your built-in adventure hook for the gm
2: for the gm i mean it really is as good as good as obligation if not better
0: yeah 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 really it is of of obligation duty and um morality i liked obligation i like obligation the best and this is definitely up there with that you're right Mm -hmm. most definitely
2: oh yeah we definitely will cover that in another show Mm -hmm. um because oh. it, it feels worthy of a whole show topic. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. All right, so we're moving on to gear.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And as I said, this is my least favorite section, just due to the anticlimactic nature of it. The
0: um, thin nature of <laughs> it, you mean? the? It's not enough pages.
2: It's not enough pages. <laughs> not enough pages. <laughs> but I do have some favorite pieces throughout the whole oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah,
0: I've got a, I've, I've got a couple too. I've got I've got a I got a, I picked out a couple of um couple favorites too, I think.
2: No, we got we start off mm-hmm. with our um you know, our weapons, our ranged weapons particularly, and mm-hmm. again, awesome art. Yeah. Yeah, this is they, the, I like the sidebar on page 84 about restricted items. Um much better okay. at letting you know, you know, black market and how to use it and how to, where to get stuff. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, so you got a favorite there, Chris, go ahead. Start.
0: I, you know what? I think, um, what really, um, what's really cool to me and it kind of takes it, it really makes it feel like, oh, I'm playing something in the future. It's a modern futuristic setting. It's the riot shields, man, on page 95. Cause when these cops have these riot shields, um, they could actually they actually have a camera on the outside of them and they can have a full shield up and they can see like a digital display on the inside of the riot shields in there oh, that's cool um, there's a radar display light amplified they can they could throw a spotlight down on people in front of them but they could see kind of what's going on just seeing the display on the inside um, they require one hand to use um, you can have a range light weapon. I'm um, in your other hand. Um, gives you a defense rating. Um, and basically, yeah, I mean, you could shine that spotlight and it'll remove two setback die for darkness when you're doing that, when you want to control these riots in the streets down in the undercity nice. somewhere. So that, just that display, that internal display looking inside of the shield just, I don't know, just felt, oh, it's modern, but it's not. It's a
2: little futuristic. Cool. Nice. Yeah. How about you, Jim?
3: Uh, I've got two. I, I like the Chrome Crushers. Nothing says fun like boxing gloves designed to pummel robots to death. <laughs> the Byroids, yep. The Chrome Crushers. And the Charged Crystal Katana. I like the, how once it's charged up, the blade itself is virtually indestructible. You can uh, deflect uh, bullets and whatnot with it. That's why you target the hilt at a couple set back. Nice. hmm um, uh, with an audible of the monoblade, if you want a monoblade katana, the core rulebook has the stats for uh, a <laughs> monoblade katana.
0: Right. The core rulebook does? It's not, well, oh, there's a monoblade in here. Oh, there's, it's different than a... Yes, yeah, this
2: the is mono the monoblade dagger.
0: Oh, this monoblade dagger. Gotcha.
2: Yes. Sweet. Yeah, I noticed that too when I was statting a certain mm-hmm. character. Well, um one I, like, thing, I like I like yeah one Chris thing is I, probably I gonna b- mention before
0: flowers. I forget it before I forget one thing read the flavor text on all these weapons whenever you try to choose one um because there are some little nuggets in here like the charge crystal katana very last paragraph it's not up in the table but although a charged crystal katana requires only one hand to wield while wielding it with both hands you get the fishes two quality. Well, there might be something in the flavor text, an ability, a mechanical thing that you might get, you know, um, oh, that's, yeah. m- that might not be up in the table there. So read, read through them all when you're looking. Sorry, Tony.
2: No, that was, I was just going to point that out. Oh, were you? That oh. you noticed it and you pointed it out, and and I hadn't noticed that. So, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Uh, me, I love all, again, um, <laughs> I just like the, them themselves, all the mass drivers. Every single one of them, the the guns, yeah, the the auto Fletcher, the Fletcher, the Fletcher pistol, and the Gauss rifle.
1: <laughs>
2: wow, those are awesome. I just they they speak to me on a personal level <laughs> because <laughs> oh I my. mass drivers are awesome. You need um,
0: to take the and, and book to another room, there, Tony. <laughs> they,
2: they speak to me on a personal <laughs> they, level. A personal I love level. mass drivers. I love the technology behind it. Cool. But, all right, very cool. And then. If I had to go with uh, another cool piece of gear, Mm -hmm. I like the BMI. Uh, Just just to read it. A BMI typically uses a flexible net-like sheath Mm -hmm. full of neural receptors that bridges the user's neurons with electrical connections. In short, it lets runners make deep runs into the network with full sensory immersion. A BMI is not a computer but it may be connected to a computer. While using a BMI during a network encounter, a runner can choose to go deep as an incidental. Until they go shallow as a maneuver, they may only interact with the network. And that just, mm-hmm. that's that whole diving, deep dive into the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that it's a little handheld thing you can attach to any computer. Yep, and um, it's a
0: brain-machine interface, BMI.
2: Yes, brain machine interface. It's
0: not I, body uh, mass index. Okay, it's <laughs> brain. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that, okay? <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, I've got a nice <laughs> big BMI. This makes me mm-hmm. think
3: of uh, Avatar where you take your USB stick on your hair and plug it into the creature you're riding. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, this right. is also so here's a question for you. Did Johnny Mnemonic have a skull jack or a BMI? Oh, yeah, a skull He had a skull jack. Okay, cuz that was my other gear piece because <laughs> yeah, nothing no, says skull jack nothing says cyberpunk like a skull Jack to me because it's trying mnemonic right I mean that's just a
3: you know
2: yeah and of course no I like
0: it cybernetic section but
2: and I yeah. love their drugs that they have in here they're <laughs> all geek um, the way they the happy uh, drug
0: they, they the have there's like a happy, happy patch, patch or something. Yeah. Yes,
2: the happy patch. Happy patches are cheap dermal patches filled with a street drug called pixel. Created by millions, by the millions in the undercity, and sold at the poorest to its poorest residents. <laughs> the drugs leave the user hazy, relaxing, high, with just a hint of harsh chemical buzz. After <laughs> using a happy patch, your character heals three strain, but is disoriented for the remainder of the encounter. <laughs> now, if you had the talent bad habit and your bad habit is happy patches, you're double disoriented. <laughs> <That's>
0: yeah, <great. laughs> but you're getting back to strain every
2: round, right? And three is the minute you take the happy patch. <laughs> exactly. I could see a wristy being just making a wristy that's totally like a drug addict. <laughs> yeah. Happy patches, going with to his... social encounters, popping happy patches. That's right. With all this like mini zoo. Sport.
0: With his little <laughs> mini zoo in front of him. He's got a miniature giraffe, a little miniature elephant. <laughs> I know, whatever. Pocket rhinoceros. Pocket <laughs> rhinoceros, that's right. <laughs> is that, uh, you, is, are you happy to see me, or do you have a pocket rhinoceros in your pocket? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, oh, and cool. a stunning omission. No monofilament wire weapons at all, except for the monofilament grenade. Hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. And the Monoblade. The Monoblade. Like, there's like no Mono Snake. That Cyber Snake. You know, that's quintessential. You pull your finger and you get that monofilament. Oh filament. yeah, yeah. That, from John, nothing like that. Those things were always overpowered in other cyberpunk type games like yeah. Shadowrunner, Cyberpunk 2020. They're always overpowered. Yeah. So I'm glad they kind of, kind of glad they omitted that the Cyber Snake. Thank you. <laughs> so. Hmm. But yeah, no, there's, there's some good gear in here. Yeah, I like. Is. It. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. Let's see. All right.
0: So, what else do we have here? I mean, uh, that was kind of all the faves that we've had, huh?
2: We have flying cars coming up.
0: Oh, yeah, we kind of (laughs) do.
2: We have hoppers. Yeah. No, flying
1: cars.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And hopper
0: bikes. Hopper bikes, flying cars. Yeah, and no. Such.
2: I some cool stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, spacecraft.
0: Yep. Yeah, if you want to take it to the, take your um, take your adventure out of this world, man.
2: Yeah, they just, have this is Chris's framework for helping starting building the expanse when it uh-huh. come when it gets, starts doing that. That's gonna be fun.
0: Which reading? <laughs> yeah, which reading? This? It's like. Oh well, will I be able to do the exp And I was I'm like reading like how like the bean pods come down and how they would come to Earth and you know we saw one of the um in the expanse one of the first or second season you know that jump ship came down but they got jump ships in here I mean mm-hmm. drop ships I mean so it's yeah it could be pretty cool could be yep. very cool so is that is that it for the books of Genesis here? Um.
2: Yeah. Right. That's it for the. Yeah, for the books of Genesis. I think we've got like the rest is all fluff, other than the networking yeah. section. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, but go on to the next overall, section. Overall, yeah, this is a great book. Yeah, there will be more to talk about for for sure. Chris and I are oh, gonna yeah. do a, probably gonna do a whole show on um, the Factions. the favor system the, the favor system That's, yeah the favor system the factions we'll probably do another hacking 102 uh, show with all the hacking all right. rules that they've added here yep um, um, and then we'll probably be adding in uh, this book into our uh, fluff section for setting the tone when we start doing that yep absolutely
0: absolutely there was something there was one thing that I wanted to mention I have go a ahead. couple of I have a couple notes some of the things that I really liked as mm-hmm. well um Let's see. Talked about the ice. Okay, so <laughs> one thing. So page one sixty six. Kick ass picture
2: of okay.
0: Blue Sun Stadium. Oh yeah. So this stadium is so friggin' big. You can it can host a professional baseball game and a professional American football game at the same time.
1: Dane. Which
0: gives you the size of this thing. Plus they have they mentioned something about Hollow War. The fuck is Hollow War, man? They could set up obstacles and stuff inside of this thing so that you could play, um, so that you could play this Hollow War.
3: It sounds like thing. a badass version of
2: American Gladiators.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep.
2: Um, Use holographic projections to oh, I don't know, play paintball. Yeah, basically,
0: basically that's what that is. <laughs> and then that's cool. um, so then there's so a couple of points of interest that really. Well, interested in me. Interested me. Shoot, dude. One is called, and the acronym is PELE, Personal Efficiency and Logistics Experts on page 181. (laughs) So it's a research facility that has a mandate and secretive clientele, but it's actually a business of illegally manufactured, untraceable, high-tech weapons. Now, how they made the connection of doing like a PELE... And high-tech illegal weapons I don't know but it's it just spoke to me a little bit <laughs> okay and then there's this and then there was this thing page 188 love the name and I think that if I'd ever open up like a paintball place that or whatever I would name it danger close page 188 <laughs> nice <laughs> it's a war gamer hollow war thing.
2: But, it tells you all about what Hallowar is in there. <laughs> exactly. However,
0: towards the bottom, it says some officials have never really been at. You know, they've they've never really officially reported any f- fatalities. However, um, there's leaked purchase orders reveal that Danger Close has made some bulk clone purchases from Jinteki <laughs> before private events. What? Nice. Now that little nugget right there just gives you a oh shit, these guys buy <laughs> clones to frickin do some like serious like killing and whatever. And like I said, all throughout chapter four, that seventy six pages, there are small little nuggets like that all throughout. And that's one of the things I really love about this book. To end that section. that's basically one of the last things I had to say, just those these little nuggets that they throw in there. Gets my mind racing, man.
2: Oh, yeah. Alrighty so. then. All right. Um. Go to the next section. Yeah, let's go on we're to the next part the of tone. our show, because uh, otherwise we'll be talking all night.
0: Which we can. <laughs> which we have been. Holy
2: crap, dude. We're taking a long time. So welcome to Setting the Tone. This is where we normally talk about, uh, we choose a section of one of the books of Android, uh, just kidding, books of Genesis, and we <laughs> go through some of the fluffy parts, but I kind of wanted to talk, in, and I called an audible ahead of time with our show notes, I kind of wanted to talk about the available fiction to get you in the mood for an Android game mm-hmm. uh, whether it be in the format of books or movies or TV shows let's kind of talk about some of it some of the influences for you and oh, you
1: know I, mean?
2: I I have recommended to other players before um, the four what I call the four pillars of cyberpunk uh, fiction um, they they began with obviously with do androids dream of electric sheep which is the book that Blade Runner was based on
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, by uh, Philip K. Dick uh, great book a, a lot of these older books are hard to read because um, they're an older writing style uh, written in the in the early 80s and then there's uh, hardwired another one and that was written by uh, Walter Walter John Williams. And, uh, that's another one that kind of has that courier. Um, uh, you're, it's about a rocket boy and he's driving all the time. He flies a panzer, which is, a uh, awesome. Yeah. I mean, it tank. It's a really good book. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, neuromancer, which is famous of William Gibson. Um, and it's part of a trilogy, which you know there's uh, what Count Zero, and the last one is Mona Lisa Overdrive. Those are all part of that trilogy. Those are all good. Um, those deal definitely more with the uh, cybernetic, uh, cyberware, or excuse me, the uh, the network uh, and cyber crime okay. and such. And those are good. And then the last, I think, probably the best one in the whole. Genre as far as single books, pick it up. You'll read it cover to cover. Just the the names of the characters, um, the <laughs> story. You have uh, Snow Crash.
3: I love that book so much.
2: Uh, it's, it's Neil Stevenson wrote it, and it was written back in like the early nineties. It's a the main character is hero protagonist, and he is a pizza deliverator. <laughs> and he's a pizza delivery guy slash assassin and that is amazing <laughs> and just the whole story probably one of my favorite stories of all time definitely yes. recommend you read that um other newer stuff uh there's uh for me there's a series a trilogy called the parish Plesses trilogy or the nylon angel um there by Marianne Marianne de and uh she is australian so it's cyberpunk but it's set in australia where this melting pot of cultures so it's really good to give for us americans it helps kind of give you an idea what cyberpunk would be like in another country um and you know they have like voodoo and shit in it by the the old aboriginal voodoo and stuff like that. And oh, wow. really cool. Um, great series. And then lastly, uh, for the Gmod fans out there, the Moreau Quartet by S. Andrew Swan, which takes, uh, it's a cyberpunk type world, cyber, uh, cyberpunk type setting, but they have um, two different genetically altered races, so to speak. They have the Moreaus, which are bipedal animals for you furry lovers. Um, and the main the main character is Nohar Rajasthan, who is a tiger pri- uh, private detective. And then, so it has that kind of that dark, gritty detective feel at the beginning of the very first novel. And then there's also the Franks, which are Frankensteins, which are genetically built, or uh, engineered humans that, they're just bigger, badder humans. So... And the whole series is pretty good. takes more of a sci-fi bent when it goes aliens and space and whatnot, but it's kind of cool. Cool. So that, for me, I started with the books. And, of course, you go into a bunch of movies, and we can list a bunch of those. But mm-hmm. what you got, Chris?
0: Well, <clears throat> it's out in theaters right now. It's called Alita Battle Angel. When I watch it, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm watching Android right now. Swear to God. <laughs> it was so cool. Some of the colors, some of the lights in it, you know, cybernetic bounty hunters, cyborg bounty hunters, um, very cool. Definitely wanted to play this
2: when the movie was done. (laughs) And that's also an anime, and there's a bunch of manga comics for it, too.
0: Okay, yeah, and and you even saw a few other, like, movies were made of it, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Another one, which is on Netflix called Altered Carbon. They they got, like, the first season out. came out about a year ago. Um, It was definitely a a mature audience one, because... (laughs) um, A lot of sex in it. A lot of sex in it. And, um, but... The concept that they had about having, like, a stack that holds your consciousness and being and whatever that you could transport, that you could... Transport between clone bodies mm-hmm. just sets up a really interesting story, and I won't go into any, I won't want to ruin anything there.
2: And then, yeah, I, you can totally add that element to your Android game easily. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Um, and then, um, <laughs> I was looking at an, an Amazon video a couple weeks ago and saw a movie called 2047 Virtual Revolution. It's a low-budget flick on Amazon Prime, and I loved it.
1: <laughs> I it thought was,
0: it was got a really good story. I don't care about was, the low budget; the story's amazing. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was like, and I'm like, oh, I want to play an investigator because this guy's, you know, I mean, that's that that was basically between Elite Battle Angel and that movie, and then Virtual Revolution. Mash them together, and I have my cyborg investigator for your. Short little mini campaign there, Tony. So, cool. Yep. Yeah.
2: How about that's you, funny. Jim? You got anything you want to add?
3: Yeah. Well, I'm also a fan of the William Gibson. Uh, I liked uh, the short story "Johnny Mnemonic," that obviously got turned into movie, as well as the novel "Virtual Light." Oh, that's um, great. sweet. For the courier aspect, the game <coughs> does a good job of that, especially with the Part Four.
0: I think I might have. I think I might have coughed in your face. Sorry. Say that one more time. Mirror's Edge.
3: Yeah, Mirror's Edge is for the uh, courier aspect and parkour.
2: Cool. Ooh.
3: Um. For the G mods, uh, that old uh, cartoon gargoyles where the Fox Force Five got themselves upgraded. Yeah, I remember that.
0: <laughs> awesome. Oh,
2: Nice. Awesome. And, you know, and of course, you have your standard. Everybody knows about Blade Runner, the movie. Everybody knows about mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell. I mean, pretty much all of yeah. us have seen Akira, Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. Um, those are staples of the cyberpunk genre. There's, there's lots of them. Get out there, Wikipedia, the cyberpunk genre. You'll find some really cool stuff, niche stuff, yeah. that um, puts you in the mood for playing and running an Android game.
0: By the way, I just ordered Snow Crash on Amazon. It'll be showing up in a two days.
2: Dude, Great. you're going to love it. It's amazing. Oh, <laughs> and also... Movie, I'm sorry. Uh, go, ahead. go ahead, Jim.
3: Another movie that most people wouldn't immediately associate uh, with an Android type uh, or cyberpunk, uh, iRobot, especially from the investigator perspective.
0: Yes. Very well.
2: Oh, it's yeah, very good. Very yes, good. Isaac Asimov. Great book, too, by mm-hmm. the way. And, and honestly, uh, Netflix is a great place if you're looking for free stuff. There's a movie on there called Mute, which is another cyberpunk style uh, gritty. Oh. Um, it, this guy is a mute Amishman in the future, mm-hmm. and he's kind of disconnected from all the technology. But yeah. you see it all around him. Okay. Um, and, Interesting. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, Anon was and, another one. Anon, yeah, that was that another was good. one. Yep, that was just yep. recently
0: came out. Su- oh, Surrogates,
2: oh, Surrogates is well a classic, us, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one I was uh, wanting to mention was that Fantasy Flight actually does several pieces of Android fiction.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, there are Android novels out there, and I'll tell you the ones that were done by Mel Odom, uh, the th- the trilogy, uh, Gollum. And I can't remember the other two, but they are really good. You can get them in digital format a lot easier than you can get them uh, in paperback. Um, Gollum, Mimic, and Rebel. Yes. Mel Odom is one hell of an author. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've read a lot of his books over the years, and he just tells a very organic, easy-to-fall-into story.
0: Yeah, I bought those, and I bought Freefall and Strange Flesh. Those are out on um, Drive Through RPG, actually.
2: And they, he also, they, they've got two small novellas that they've recently done. I have both of them hardcover: uh, Undercity and uh, it's the other one. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it's behind me somewhere. But it's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's um, there, dude. It's behind <laughs> you. <both. laughs> but anyhow, uh, cool. just folks, go out there read cyberpunk fiction before you play android cuz you're gonna mm-hmm. love it it'll put you in the mood
0: well and of course the worlds of android book itself that'll really set up the that's the fleshy bits
2: for android <laughs> all of basically them. yeah all the fleshy bits <laughs> hey the expanse is too expanse is a good uh hard sci-fi yeah it is I really want to get into the like the moon and the lunar you know a moon if you were going to run an entire loony campaign or a mars campaign Holy totally
0: You know, and then you got the belters too. So in here, there's precedent for them going to the belt too. You know, I mean, yep. oh, yep. there we go. There's a good one.
2: Okay. <laughs> Dude, are we that ready wasn't to. staying uh, in. You're not going to mute. You're not going to delete I'm not that No, nah, that's staying in there, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Excellent.
0: It's Let's do some lunch, advantageous threats. From threatens. lunch, it's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yes, advantageous <laughs> threats.
2: Well, you talk about your air fryer all the time. You might as well. F- Give everybody the the sound effects of your air fire coming back. Well, oh, there are
0: other sound effects that I'll we not worry about. Well you can suppress those, honestly. <laughs> okay, next section of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, we are going to do some advantageous threats. And you know what? Our guest, Mr. Jimmy Fett, is going to go first. How advantageous. Yes. Indeed. Though I did have okay, an advantageous so... despair the other night. But we'll go, we'll talk about that some other night. <laughs> All
3: right, so our character today is Siri. Uh, she's a natural tech. Uh, she is... On the run, on the Challenger planetoid, she just stole uh, the schematics for the latest uh, piece of upcoming uh, power armor. Ooh! Uh, nice. She's making a break for uh, for a drop pod, emergency escape pod. Okay. She manages to dive in. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's lasers being fired behind her that smash on uh, equipment inside the pod. She smashes the uh, go button and the pod drops. Unfortunately, uh, those chasing her manage to score a critical hit on the pod itself, disabling the propulsion system. Uh Oh. So she's in free fall and has less than 12 minutes to fix the propulsion before her uh, drop pod smashes into the ground below. (laughs) Alrighty then. She's intelligence four with mechanics three and has knack for it on her side.
0: Okay. Oh. Uh,
3: I'm automatically going to upgrade uh, the check once. Uh, fixing a crit uh, for this is uh, two difficulty. Okay. So right off the bat, it, because she's in free fall, that's going to be a single red added on that. So one purple, one red. Okay. Um, I'm also going to throw her a at least... One setback die, perhaps a second, because all she has with her, she doesn't have any tools to repair Ooh. this. She's got some bubble gum, some... Uh, <laughs> uh, hairpins? Hairpins, and hmm. the underwire of her bra. Uh, she ha- does, however, <laughs> have an emergency repair patch that she keeps hitting on herself.
0: All right. Well, that sounds cool. So you're talking, we're talking a- an average difficulty upgraded once because you're in free fall. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm thinking because it is, um, and maybe that's because of the whole free fall thing. That the time that she has would make this harder as well, or is that the upgrade that you were thinking? Because uh, of the time, yes, or the, just the fact free, that it's free falling.
3: Uh, it's a combination of the time for the free, as well mm-hmm. as the free falling. However, with the free falling, um, or maybe possibly this time constraint on it. That could be some setback for her.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would either say either setback or even make it a hard difficulty. You know, add a purple. I like
3: a hard difficulty. That's you like okay. the hard?
2: Okay. He likes it hard.
0: <laughs> Maybe, Um. <laughs> is there lighting? How did, Now, when they hit the crit, did the lighting go out in this? Does she have light? Um. If not, then would be the two setbacks. Is, let's say the light's flickering. Lights flickering. If the lights are flickering, then maybe a setback die for that. Alrighty. How about you, Tony? Any other um, things that we could mess with this uh, character on? What do you think?
2: Is <coughs> she used to gravity? Zero gravity or low gravity? Ooh. She is not. Mm. Let's throw in another setback die for that.
0: Are you looking at the Zero-G rules, Tony? Yeah, I am. On page <laughs> 110 of, of the Genesis Core Rulebook? I
2: am, as a matter of fact, yes. Yeah. Jim mentioned and it, it earlier when we were
0: on a break. <laughs>
2: yep. Zero Gravity, on the other hand, does not grant any uh, boost or setback dice to skill checks because of moving in Zero Gravity. However, characters who are unfamiliar with it may n- may get them. So. Okay, I'm liking that. That's cool.
3: Now, her emergency repair patch does give her a single boost die.
2: Cool. Okay.
0: All right. Well, what kind of a pool are we looking at there, dungeon
3: All right, so I'm looking at three yellows and a green, mm-hmm. a single boost, two purples and a red, and two blacks.
0: That you get to remove? Or those after all those? Because you said you had to knack for it, right?
3: Uh, yes, I would get to remove those from knack for it.
0: Cool. Well, because this is your first time on advantageous threats, I think a story point might be in order from the two GMs here. Oh, absolutely.
2: (laughs) Welcome to the show. (laughs) Right? All right. All right, roll that beautiful bean footage. Yeah.
3: All right, let's see if she's street pizza or she survives. Ooh. 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 Oh, that doesn't sound good. (laughs) All right, one, two, three... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: <Green>. <laughs> Too many dice. He hasn't rolled actual dice in so long. It's always virtual dice. Yeah. Yeah, do okay.
3: <laughs> she manages by... I don't know how she does it, but she pulls it off with a single success <laughs> and two advantage.
2: Oh, nice.
3: Well done, sir. So as the drop pod is descending... Yeah. Uh, She's got about 500 feet left when she finally makes the last connection. The thrusters boost in, and <laughs> she doesn't have a smooth landing, but she managed to have a soft enough touchdown on the ocean landing. Oh, nice. Anything you can walk away from.
0: <laughs> there is that. Nice. I like that. I like it. <laughs> All right. Tony, you want to go next? You want me to go? Uh, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Well... My character, in this android setting, is a loony courier named Johnny (laughs) Hazelwonder. And he's trying to outrun his pursuers as a wheelman on a quote-unquote job using his luxury hopper. So he's got a four agility, he's got a two in piloting. This hopper has a speed of three and a handling of one. He's also got a knack for it, and he took Tony's one of Tony's favorite talents, hand on the throttle. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so, and what he's what Johnny's going to do? He's actually going to take the dangerous driving action, which is on page two twenty seven slash two twenty eight of the court rulebook, and he's going to use the hand on the throttle incidental to push his speed to a four. So it's going to be a daunting up difficulty, upgraded once. So because of the four speed and the silhouette of his hopper divided in two, that gives him a one red, three purple difficulty piloting check. And then um, he's going to have two yellow, two green, and a blue at this point. Nice. He's kind of flying through, trying to outrun somebody. So what else do you want to do for me? What do you guys think? Hazardous terrain is on page two twenty seven. If you wanted to look at that, yeah. Since he's flying through, maybe the under under city, maybe or maybe he's probably flying through the under city. Is get away from peeps.
2: Well, what section of the city is he in
0: again? Um, I was thinking somewhere in and in the
2: under city. Okay. Well, that not the under city is pervasive throughout. I'm not large sure what swaths of the city. Let's say in this particular portion of the mm-hmm. undercity, there are huge pylons for a raised highway oh, cool. that you're flying through. Okay. So you have obstacles. Nice. And um, I'm going to flip a story point for them and upgrade.
0: Okay. Oh, nice. All righty, then we will do that. Did you want to give me some um, setback
2: dice because of those obstacles, too? I was going to leave the setback dice to Jim. Uh,
3: I'm going to add setback dice because as you're terracing uh, through the Undercity, through <laughs> these pylons, yep. uh, the little old lady with the cart full of groceries is crossing the street. <laughs> okay, then. And, and one of her many cats jumps <laughs> off the cart and she's bending over to pick it up, not seeing you in the way. Oh. Uh, heading towards her. <laughs> so it's up to you so to dodge setbacks. around and not hit the little old
2: lady. <laughs> so a
0: couple
3: of like, setback then? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Two so, setback. All
2: right. So she's yelling well, the cat's name as she's chasing after it.
0: <laughs> Mr. Mittens <laughs> Mr. Mittens. Okay, so I do have the knack for it, so I get to remove two setback dice. Now, everybody out there listening to these, um, if you're a GM, give your player setback dice. So they can remove them with the talents they spend their XP on. <laughs> Just to let you know. Don't be afraid to do it. And don't be upset that they do remove it because of it. Because it's part of the, the game. One more thing your way. That's what talents are there for. Yeah, man. We'll throw
3: one more thing. Yes. Not everything that she has is a cat. Hmm. One of them is a teacup giraffe.
0: Oh. oh, well, that's, he is always, I'm thinking Johnny Hazel Wonder always wanted a teacup giraffe, and that's going to give him another setback die, because oh, precious <laughs> little teacup giraffe. All right, here we now go. she still thinks it's a cat. <laughs> awesome. All right, here we go. Rolling it on the Android book, everybody. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I failed. Holy crap. Complete wash. Complete wash. Four successes, four <laughs> failures. Oh no, two successes, two failures. Four advantage, four threat. All washed. Just to let you know. <laughs> yeah. So, are we Sorry. talking
3: a teacup giraffe in the headlights kind of thing?
0: Um, pretty sure we might be, <laughs> or at least a um, at least a broken headlight and a. Um, what do you call it? A um, that'd be a minor a grocery collision. cart. A minor collision, probably. a grocery cart got smashed. Either yeah. that,
2: or trying to avoid the animals, you hit, you scrape one of the pylons.
0: Yeah. Oh, the paint job on my luxury hopper. No.
3: <laughs> All right,
0: man. What you got for us, Tony?
2: All right. <laughs> so, my character. <coughs> Cherry Blowpop is back. And back when I first told you about her, I told you she was a street samurai. Well, Mm -hmm. she's telling people she's a street samurai. Really, she's a Gmod con artist. Awesome. (laughs) And she is trying to infiltrate a Yakuza stronghold with a disguise. My GM Mm. has decided to uncouple my stealth from agility. And so I'm rolling it with cunning. Well done to make this disguise my reason for sneaking by. Um, So, a stealth plus cunning for her is one yellow, three green, (laughs) four cunning, and one rank in it. Okay. Versus the highest vigilance in the stronghold, which is a surveillance AI with two red. Ooh. Um... She has a disguise kit, so she has the right tool for the job. Mm -hmm. She has a chameleon skin uh, G-mod, which for one strain, she gets an auto success on stealth checks. Nice. And so she's going to be using that. And she has follicle control. Now, that doesn't necessarily tell you that she... Uh, It's a Gmod. It doesn't say in there that it has any mechanics, but I would try and say, Hey, GM, um, I've got this follicle control. I could have grown my hair in advance to a specific length to match and color to match my disguise. Um, Okay. So it's really long bangs that hide my face. um, and Cool. So on and so forth. So... I'm asking for one or two boost dies for my follicle control. What do you think? I'd give you, I'd give you at least
0: a boost die for that. Most definitely. Yeah. And then your disguise
2: right. kit gives you one. And the disguise kit gives me one. Right. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm looking at a three green, <coughs> one yellow for my two red, two blue pool.
0: All righty then. Um, is this like at night or something? Well, it is an AI, a surveillance AI though, it
2: wouldn't really wouldn't matter. Whether time of day doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You think maybe a setback die due to the sheer number of cameras that the AI has various I think vantage so. points and
0: <coughs> I infallible
2: think so. memory.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then would they have like um, like heat control, like seeing if maybe you're nervous or anything like that? Is it that sophisticated to give Possibly. like extra possibility. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's because it's too red. Yeah, take take a couple of setback dice because of the number of Cameras that are on you. Have you ever been here before?
2: No. Nope. You haven't? Okay.
3: I'm going to throw an additional set back your way. Uh, one of the people there, uh, one of the wristies, has their little chihuahua that you abducted and extorted for money in the past, and it recognizes your scent and starts yapping at you.
2: Okay. No, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, well done. Right. Well, I have built into her, and I actually did build her, and I sent her to Chris. She does have a knack for it, and stealth is what she has a knack for it for. So yep. we're going to remove two of those setback dice. Yep. Leaving me right now with three green, one yellow, two blue, two red, and a black.
0: That works for me. Gonna. I'm good with that. Do we want to story point it? Yeah, let's, I'm flip let, let's flip a story point here. Because, right. you know, it's the, it's the Yakuza, and <laughs>
2: Don't despair it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Jerry Bill Pop. <laughs> All right, well, your uh, story point, the purple die, had no effect. Uh, okay. And the single setback die from the Chihuahua was balanced out by my advantage. Cool. Leaving me with... Don't forget to add an auto success <coughs> for your community. Yep, I have an auto success for the... All right, so, one, two... One, two, three, four, five successes. One, two, two failures. So three net successes. That's it. Everything balanced out otherwise. Cool. Three net successes. So with three successes, she sees the Chihuahua in the Risty's hands Purposefully avoids it, goes as far around <laughs> it as possible. Yeah. In the process of doing so, it helps her blend in a little more. She can stop, grab a drink off of a passing tray, mm-hmm. uh, take a quick squint. and sneak past all security mm-hmm. to get to the meat of the stronghold in the back. Nice, well done, Cherry Blow Pop. Hoo-y-hoo.
0: She'll be back. <laughs> yes, yeah, she will. Because that's the best. <laughs> the her out now. That's the best name ever, and you statted her out. I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to stat out Johnny Hazelwonder. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, are we ready to go home and put this thing to bed?
2: we got to send Jim home to his wife or she's we'll, going to beat our asses. Yeah, her motherfucking <laughs> mother majesty will totally kick her ass. <laughs>
0: All right, everybody. Well, hey, that was our show for tonight. Um, Let me give a quick shout-out to the Wild Die podcast, which is dedicated to um, Pinnacle Entertainment's um, Savage Worlds, um, done by Eric Lamarue, Gary McCollum, and Harrison Hunt.
2: Also known as the Darksiders.
0: The Darksiders. Excellent. (laughs) I think they they have a Patreon. They have a Mayway page. They're... You know, proud Nerds International members. Um, they're on Podbean at the Wild Die, and um, they have uh, they're on Gmail at uh, the Wild Die at gmail.com. So, um, Jim, it was a pleasure having you on tonight, buddy. Appreciate you talking Android with us. Thank you very Good much stuff. for having me.
2: Yep. Yes. Thanks for coming mm-hmm. on and. Again, thanks for running us through what you've been running us through. We're loving it. Yeah. Um, with the with the unfortunately, folks, I don't know if we said something in our last show, but mm-hmm. uh, the recording for the last attempt uh, at uh, Android Online mm-hmm. um, didn't quite happen because uh, we had a technical glitch. So unfortunately, we we weren't able to put that up on YouTube, but we do plan on playing again in the future. Oh yeah, uh, and I think we're going to do a synopsis beforehand. I think yeah, that we'll was... have
3: a synopsis video going up
2: Oh so. yeah, that'll be great. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, Jim.
3: Yeah, man. No problem. Anything else you want to want to say? You pimp your show. Uh, you can find me on YouTube under and Twitch under Jimmy Fett, J I M M I F E T T. Okay. All right. Anything more you want as we
0: want to say about Android before we say goodnight?
2: I'm planning on playing more of it, and I've got a campaign coming up. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I'll run it for my Saturday night group at some point. All right. So, folks, you can find, you can email us reach back, tell us we did a great job, did a crap job, whatever you want to tell us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do that via finding the narrative podcast at gmail.com. Email us there. Uh, you can uh, contact me on Facebook, and I will share that with Chris. Yep. Yeah, you can uh, – this is the last month that you can get a hold of us on G+. Uh, mm-hmm. No one's over there, but we, we'll still get a notification until it dies. Yep. Um, we are on MeWe in the Nerds International Network. And um, tell us, you know, tell your friends and folks about uh, mm-hmm. listening to us on Podbean, iTunes. We have a YouTube channel. And we're on Google Play. Yep. That being said, this is Tony saying, keep rolling in bones.
0: And this is Chris saying, remember the rule of cool and just have fun, everybody.
3: And this is Jim saying, the dial for your game should start at 11 and go up from there. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. All right. Night, everybody. See ya.
0: Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned in this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved.